queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. wrestling fanatics the cute uh queens takeover podcast is sponsored by w energy all you have to do to help out your queens and jester is go to twitter and instagram at qt bow down click on the link and you'll find w energy's link go in there search for your products as such as shakers energy packets um canisters of any type of w energy that you can get your hands on and the QT Bow Down promo code would automatically be added to your cart when you check out. So help sponsor Dubby and help support your Queens and Jester. Thank you. Oh, 25 years. Thank you, Edge. Friday night, he said, was his last match in Toronto in front of his home peeps. Beth was there. The kids were there. <laughs> it was definitely an emotional night. Could this be it for Edge overall? We do not know that. We do know that he will not be at All In, so AEW peak, shush, because his WWE contract doesn't expire until September. On that note, we definitely want to take this time to pay homage to Edge, to Edge, excuse me, I can't talk this, this morning or this afternoon. Um, and so, Kayla, um, your thoughts about Edge over his career and what's like your favorite match? Or moment of his. Um, before I uh, start, I continue. I'm sorry. I apologize for my voice. Um, I sinuses, allergies. I don't know. It just really stuffed up. So my voice might be going crazy through this whole time. But I'm gonna do my best. Um, I actually did both for Edge. Um, okay. Best moment, honestly, is when he returned in the 2020 Royal Rumble. I mean. That was a moment where we never thought we would see again. And, you know, that was that was kind of like a return saying, hey, I'm here. I can do it on my own terms. And honestly thought that was wonderful. Um, before I go to his my, one of my favorite matches, um, also thought him calling Sheamus out, you know, wanting his last match against Sheamus because Sheamus has helped him build back up to where they were today. And I still chuckle the picture of him sitting on his um, sister's bike or whatever, or was it his daughter's bike? I I saw the bike whatever picture. Sitting on the, whatever the girl, he was, uh, Sheamus sitting on the girl picture and Sheamus goes, you were supposed to delete that picture. Why didn't you delete that picture? <laughs> You know, um, it's just the moment they, you know, and I seen a clip backstage, you know, the moment they shared, you know, you know, obviously we knew Edge was going to win. And it's like the fact that Seamus absolutely enjoyed 
having that moment. And that's something he's always going to remember. Of course. Um, for a short match, um, you guys even said it, and a lot of people on Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it now, said it that Sheamus and Edge should have been a paper pay-per-view worthy, but we got what we did because he wanted to end it out in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we don't know where his next step is, whatever it may be. Um, I'm all for it. You know, just hopefully it's the right decision, what he wants to do. Um, but I was doing a little research. There's so many different matches that I enjoy that he was in, but one that actually did stick out to me. And I would actually like to see one more round, not necessarily in a steel cage, but just one more round before he does, you know, hang up his boots for sure. Right. One that actually stuck out to me was WWE Rebellion 2001. Edge versus Christian in the steel cage. I, you know, it's just, I, I've always liked that match and I liked every match he's been in. Um, obviously, the feuds with him and Orton was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you had someone, you know, Triple H was great. You know, any match or whatever was great. Um, I'll even jump in and say the whole Finn Balor and Judgment Day was great. You know, just different things. And um, so, and I even got a little pop vinyl over here. Um, I wasn't going to get it at first, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it because I do have Randy Orton and eventually going to collect both of the Beth Phoenixes one. They need to come out the Natty one. I'll be happy when they come out the Natalia one. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm going to say thank you, Edge. Um, as a, you know, fan, thank you for, you know, being one of the Hall of Famers that one of the people that's already a Hall of Famer that I love watching wrestling because the other ones eventually get in there. I know eventually maybe down the line, Hardy Boys will get in there. Randy Orton will get in there definitely. Um, and Cena will definitely get in there. If Cena don't go into the Hall of Fame, I'm just going to give up on WWE. Uh, but we know he's going to go in. But Eventually. Um, eventually. And, you know, so thank you, Edge. And I'm excited to hear what your next adventure is, whatever it may be. And just enjoy this moment, and you always will. And we we appreciate you for all your time that you did in WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you loved him or you hate him, he always got that reaction from the crowd, no matter what. And when I first started w- watching wrestling back in '05, it's like him and Lita, and it's just like he just wanted to smack the absolute shit out of him. Hey, like the Miz says, you you know, if they're not, if you don't hate him as a heel then they're not doing their job. And that's exactly. One that, and that's oh. one thing that Edge did. And, you know, like right now, you know, jump to AEW real quick. Like, you know how big of a John Moxley fan I am. I cannot stand him as a heel right now. Not just because of him beating Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. That has nothing to do with it. It's just ever since this whole BCC became the heel, it's just like... <laughs> You just oh, okay, yeah. around John Moxley and just like, dude, <laughs> just stop for real. Okay, we get it. You know, so but hey, I agree with you. Edge did his job as a heel. If you, you either loved him or you hate him. Exactly. I want to wring his neck out. <laughs> All right. So I gotta agree with you on the moment. 2020 Royal Rumble. That goes down as absolutely classic. I was at I was there because it was here in Houston. And uh, first words that came out of my mouth, I was like, well, you lying son of a bitch. 
because he kept denying it on Twitter. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. And everything. I was like, you lying son of a bitch. And then I was just like enjoying the moment. Of course, my nephew is sitting next to me. My eldest nephew, Chris, sitting next to me. And it's like, that's been my wrestling buddy from day one. And so he's like going ballistic too and everything. So that was just absolutely classic. And then my other moment that made me want to smack him was when he when he cashed in the first money in the bank. I was like, really? Cena just went through Elimination Chamber, you fucking asshole! But that was the whole... I know, I know, I know. It was like the first one, and it's like he picked the right time, and it made me even happier when he lost it two weeks later at the Rumble. (laughs) But, yeah, whether this is it for Edge, or if he's going to do one more at Mania for an official retirement and everything... It's like he will leave an absolute legacy. Um, and then I guess if you want to, like, matches, ugh, there's so many matches. But one that stood out to me because of how far they went was WrestleMania 22, I believe. 22 or 23, when he uh, did hardcore against um, Mick Foley. Because they went ballistic, and it's like, and the finals, the final like move with him doing the fully through the table that Lita had just set on fire, and it's like at the end, it's like Edge is just like shaking and everything. I just that match always just stood out to me. It's just like going how far these wrestlers will go to entertain the crowd. It is like fucking unbelievable. Thank you, Edge. Your legacy will definitely live on. And no matter when you get your last match, you have definitely finished your career on your terms. Kudos to you. <sighs> okay, Jester. It's easy to say that the 2020 Royal Rumble was probably one of the biggest pops and biggest shocks of all time when it comes to Edge. But for me, when I think of Edge's career, the original TLC, that match spearing um, Jeff Hardy off the off the ladder who's holding on to the yeah, that that's the iconic moment when you think of Edge. Okay. Um, as for matches, there's too many to name, to be perfectly honest. And the, both gave excellent ones. But I, what I think of, like, clinical matches, I actually have to go back to a SmackDown. And it was a, I think it was a fatal four-way, and Kurt Angle won. It was Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Edge. It was like four and a half stars. That's, I mean, this, I was going off like a Meltzer's list. And I actually, I do, it should have been five stars. Fuck you, Meltzer. Um, But they just put on an absolute clinic. And I know we should not be, Benoit is he who should not be named, but you can't deny any type of match that just fucking clinics. As to quote Seamus, banger after banger after banger. Um, I will say this. And, I'm probably in the minority on this one. If he does go to AEW, I would feel, you know, a little bit betrayed as a fan because he says he wanted to end in WWE. He wanted to end his career there. So I I, I wouldn't, I mean, if he had a one, just a one-off, that's fine. But if he signed a long-term contract, it, it just wouldn't sit right with me. Um, I'm sorry, I don't trust AEW's doctors to save my life. Letting Matt Hardy wrestle with a concussion, um, 
some of the blood and guts that I've seen lately, the the vicious hammer shot to the back of Jeff Hardy's head during one of the worst matches I have ever seen in my goddamn life. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre match, whatever that was. I, I just don't trust their doctors. I don't trust... That was bullshit. I'll just say that. that. And you heard that hammer strike. Whether it was rubber or not, saw, you heard that. You, that echoed. That was disgusting. Um, So... I just don't trust their doctors. I really don't. So I just, I just wish that if he's going to end end here, he can already jump back into acting. I'm actually looking forward to him being Aries in Disney's uh, Percy Jackson. I've seen pictures of him as Aries. He looks fucking shredded. Um, but yeah, no. Edge, Edge. Uh, Beth knows how I feel about her husband. I told her. She knows. I don't know if she told him, but she knows <laughs> that he helped save my life when I was younger. So if I ever get the chance to thank him, I will in person. But, you know, people like, was I mad about the whole Lita and him thing? Not really. I was one of the few people outside yelling for Lita's autograph while everybody was yelling for her to go kill herself. Uh, so I always thought that Matt Hardy was in the wrong for all of that, to be perfectly honest. So was Vince for making it part of the storyline. I think that was like the one thing that ever pissed me off about that whole thing was that, you know, shit happens and it should not have been made it to a storyline. But banger of a match and watching some of the uh, just for Toronto eyes only mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, KO, Drew, just giving him his props at the end. And Sami saying, you know, we're all fans of you. You're the reason why most of us are here. You know, it was just special. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And the fact also that they came out with a special, um, I don't know if they're going to hit online or not, but it's like they did like a commemorative edge uh, intercontinental title belt. Um, I saw like a little bit of online and everything. That was actually pretty, pretty special and everything. So it's like, we just got to wait and see what's next. Okay. So quick swerve, non-wrestling topic, but event wise and everything. We were talking about this before we started recording. So as for those who don't know, uh, one of Jolie's jobs is working at Lincoln Financial Field in uh, Philly. And one of the things we talked about before we came on air is like you said that people have found like some creative ass ways to sneak in stuff. Oh, yes. You know, those like candy cane um, fireballs that they give out in Christmas. Yeah. So I've seen people with hollowed out canes. I've seen hollowed out wheelchairs. Uh, my favorite is the boob. Boob, uh, wanna boob. (laughs) So, so basically, she's drinking from her chest. Um, yeah. But my favorite story is, and I was telling this beforehand. I have this awesome season ticket holders, and she sneaks in a bag of Cheetos for her husband, saying that she was pregnant. So I was telling them that I am going to have to make sure I bring a bag of Cheetos just to mock him this time around. But with football season coming, I just I'll tell you this right now. Everybody's like, "Oh, you happy? You happy?" I fucking I hate preseason, yo. I'm happy we got football, but preseason is so fucking boring. I get that we get to see some of the young guys and all that, but when you're standing up there and you're falling asleep and the game ends in a tie, it's boring. But yeah, no, the, there's some be very like. 
I have seen some weird shit, even not at just Lincoln Financial Field. I, when I go to the uh, concerts or wrestling events at other locations, women, stop giving out our secrets. Do not let the men know that you can sneak jello shooters and shooters in your tampons. No, no, just they just stay on. No, they take the plastic off. It's just so it still looks like a tampon, but it's in the the packaging. That's still disgusting. But it's still smart. True, but that, ah, okay. <laughs> oh God, that desperate. <laughs> but somebody told me once. He said the most interesting thing that he's ever seen, and this is not at Lincoln Financial Field. Okay. A man had a false leg, and he had an entire bottle of Jack Daniels in there. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Like I tell you, as long as y'all are being safe and being ingenious, but come on, y'all. We see we see the trash. Whew. Oh, my God. Wow. He's actually right. I haven't seen him go extreme like that. Well, that season that I worked at Carolina Panthers, like I said, you got to go through the stands and you got to find, you know, just the stuff you would find underneath people's seats or in the row. And you're just like, okay, like a lot, yeah. especially a definitely a lot on the mini bottles. We're definitely getting, you know, stuff, but it's never been that extreme. I mean, of course, like I said, you find it. So I believe her when she says you can only imagine what you find because you're, Cause you're like, well, that don't bo- that that wasn't sold here. <laughs> like, I'm like, how the hell does this high entire row have two bottles of mini Fireball underneath of it? And then my coworker said, "Did they share?" No, bastards. <laughs> you gotta course- take care of your section, people. <laughs> no, do not. I do not drink on the job. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, I get. I I have my season ticket holders. Like I said, I can't wait for the 14th. Um. I'll I'll actually leave here super early because mom and dad should be in Virginia at that time still. Okay. They leave right after Labor Day and I think they come home that weekend. So mm. hopefully I get to go down the weekend before. We'll see what happens. Okay. Just just for a couple of days. But um yeah, no, I I uh I'll leave early, get up there. Hopefully my peoples are tailgating because they will feed me. Ooh, no, I hey. I I I don't I don't even ask for it. We got shrimp. We got this. We got that. Do you want alcohol? We have Jello shots. Keep the Jello shots for after the game. <laughs> but no, nice. I, I I I can't wait. I've got such a, a a great bunch of people in my section. I hope I have my cheerleaders' mom in my section again. Uh, I've had cheerleaders' moms in my section for the past two years, and they're just some of the sweetest people because they're just so <laughs> excited to see their daughters or their sons. I don't know. If it was one of the the gentleman's parents, mm-hmm. um, but seeing the entire stadium cheer your daughter to do a dance routine at the start of the game or during like the intermissions between periods or the two minute warnings, stuff it's it they love it, and they're some of the coolest people too. But I will say this: like you know, people do want to know one thing, so do not try to tip people money. We will not take it. We will not accept it. If anybody ever wants to give somebody like anything, get them a water or a soda or a pretzel. Cause you know, sometimes we can't leave our spots or get something to drink all the time. And especially with it still being warm, just take care of the ushers and the event staff at, at stadiums. 
because a lot of us are fans just like you, but we're also trying to take care of y'all as well. So, mm-hmm. but um, speaking of wrestling and uh, WrestleMania, okay, they had Gunther, Grayson Waller, oh yeah, Drake Williams, and Vic Joseph at the link on Thursday, and I want to challenge the WWE to do one thing and one thing only. I want Cody Rhodes to be the coin toss for the opening game. Ooh. Look, I know he's probably an Atlantis Falcons fan or he's another down there fan. I don't care. I just would like to have either Cody Rhodes or just to put a little salt in the wood because I know he's a Bears fan and he technically is a champion. Seth Rollins be the coin toss for the opening game, even though it's the Minnesota Vikings. Or if you want to have a Vikings fan, you could have Shayna Baszler do it. Or if, you know. or if you wanted to have an Eagles fan, Ricochet do it. Ooh. But I want them to keep hyping this up all season long. Because, you know, I think it would be really a fun way to not only bring some of the home crowd, because a lot of us are fans of wrestling and we think it's cool as shit. Right. But the fact that it's, it's going to bring in so much revenue, so much... I think the only thing that's going to rival the revenue is World Cup 2026. But that's just because I don't know what's going on with that. And I have very, very strong opinions about where they want the final to be. But we'll say that for another day. But with wrestling, main, it was WrestleMania, like, you know, just keep hyping up. Keep bringing in wrestlers. Set up the players to have their own theme music to come out to one night. Like, just do something. Like, we all saw Swoop doing the... Um, imitating them like with Johnny Gargano, that was cool. Grayson Waller, him doing uh Seth Rollins and Roman and Cody. The Cody one was really good, that was actually my favorite. Yeah, that was cool. And um, hey, Tommaso, Johnny was in Philly, I don't know where he's at now, but he was in Philly since you are looking for him. You all see that tweet that Tommaso put out there? He had the flyers up. Hold up, let me pull it up. I think I saved it. It's Jolie brought up Tomas, uh, finding Johnny. He's putting them everywhere. It's the flyer that says, missing Johnny Gargano reward, dollar bucks, if seen, contact Tomasa Chimpa. Your help is required. Print out flyers, hang them up, change your profile photo, help me find my best friend. Age, in his prime. Sex, he fathered a child. Race, not fast. Eyes, two. Hair, luxurious. Height, darn. Weight, double darn. Wearing, marble attire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. And that was the, for y'all didn't see it, uh, you guys didn't see it, I'm sure, but that was the flyer and that's what he posted. (laughs) That's fucking ingenious. Which means I kind of hope that they do bring back DIY. Yeah. And that, might, honest, that might be a sign that they are. So, and honestly, though, I kind of hope that it's like a, a triple threat match: WrestleMania, DIY versus Street Profits versus KO and Sami Zayn for the tag team titles. Yeah, that will fucking slap. Okay, so Jolie, just for you, I'm putting out on the podcast page right now to help hype 
uh, WrestleMania 40 in Philly, uh, Jester would like a WWE wrestler to do the coin toss at the Eagles home opener. Who should do it? And I tagged the Eagles too. And <laughs> nice. WWE. So we'll see what, let's see what, let's see what happens with that. All right. All right. Let's, uh, shoot over to AEW real quick. Uh, because this next Sunday, we have all in and Wembley. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I got to do one kind of a dictionary moment here. Tickets distributed means how many tickets they've sold and given out. Attendance means how many people actually filled the seats to watch the event. So can we please put a pause on AEW breaking attendance records until the event that actually happens? Thank you. Okay, moving on. Okay, so all in next Sunday, Wembley. Kayla, you got the card? Nope, I got the card. I'm trying to figure out how I want to start this. All right, well, it's all um, yours. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm actually going to go upwards. I'm going to start what the main event has already been made. Singles match for the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Adam Cole. Um, I'm going to say I think I believe MJF is going to retain only two send Cole to All Out for that match. So, Kat? Quick question, though. How soon after is All Out? Literally the week after. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So anybody that wants to buy the pay-per-views has literally got to fork out $100 in, like, two weeks. Okay. So, MJF retains. Cole turns on MJF. Rematch at All Out. And then uh, Cole probably probably gets the title there. Okay. MJF and then following week he's going to lose it with Roderick Strong uh, causing the win, whole win because of Roderick Strong. Singles match for the world, excuse me, real world championship. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Cannot believe that CM Punk is back so I hope Samoa Joe kicks his ass. <laughs> it's like one of those, it's like um CM Punk will probably win, but I don't on this one. I really want Joe to win, just to just to smash his ass. Unfortunately, um, CM Punk seems to be uh, stroking Daddy's cock, so he's gonna win. Lord, true. Okay. Next one is Will Osprey with Don Callis versus Chris Jericho. Um, honestly, I think Will Osprey is gonna win. Yeah, definitely Osprey. Next one is a stadium stampede match. It is Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Lucha Brothers versus John Mosley, Claudio, Willer Utah, and three to be determined competitors. Quick question Does House of Black have a match on the card? No. So I think House of Black is going to be their tag team partners and, uh, the assholes are going to win. The heels. Honestly, honestly, I was debating between either it's going to be New Japan or I didn't see the House of Black coming. But, yeah, unfortunately, I think the assholes are going to win this side of the match. Kat? Okay. Uh, going back to the match before, Osprey will probably get the hometown um, yeah. buzz on that. Uh, for this one, it's like one of those, it's like BCC... You know what? Fuck it. Team Kingston. Yeah, honestly, I will say this with it being a stadium stampede match, a certain somebody's been getting upset because they've been left out in other feuds during with a Blackpool Combat Club. 
So I bet you at one point during a stadium stampede match would not surprise me if you see the TBS champion, Miss Chris Statlander, help out her boys more than likely. Because she got mad. She goes, when they had that street fight and they started attacking Sue's van, Trent's mother, she goes, and you didn't invite me because... And she had that little fist <laughs> balled up like she was getting ready to fight. And she had on she had on a tape on her arm that said, definitely not Yuta, OC, Trent, and Chuck, and Sue. So, <laughs> so, yes, there's a couple times she's been left out. So I can definitely see that, too. It's like, that's not one to fuck with. Mm-mm, she'll have a chair or something. She'll have something going for her. <laughs> but then that Next. would make sense if they did bring House of Black because Julia Hart would be there. Julia Hart would be part of it, too, trying to and stop And then that would, that, that would be... If I was Tony, that's what I would do. But I mean, we don't trust Tony's brain cells as much anymore. Exactly. Okay. Golden Elite Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Takashada. Sorry if I said your name wrong. With Don Callis, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. Um. I would like to see the Golden Elite win, but unfortunately, I believe it's going to be Bullet Club Gold and send it to Jay White and Juice Robinson. So, Cat. Golden Elite. Fuck Callus. Totally. <laughs> Fuck the wish version of the actual Bullet Club. Golden Elite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next one is a tag match coffin match. It is Darby Allen and Sting. Versus A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Um, <sighs> this honestly could go either way of how things are be going back and forth. Um, considering he's got the championship match coming up at All Out, I don't see him losing this momentum, but I could be wrong. But as much as I love Swerve Strickland or Isaiah Scott, whatever the heck your name was in WWE, I cannot remember now. Um, mm-hmm. um, you really aggravate me right now. You're doing your job, buddy. I appreciate you. I'm going Darby and Sting. Jolie? Well, I am not a Darby fan, so I'm going to go with Swerve because I, I can't stand Darby at all. Uh, it's coffin matches, so uh, advantage advantage Darby. So, so Darby and Sting. I, yeah. Tag team match for Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole. Um, Aussie Open is going to end up retaining, I bet you. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, because it's like Cole and MJF. There's going to be like it's going to be like the start of their downfall and everything like that. And so they couldn't get one tag titles. What what the fuck makes you think they're going to get these tag titles? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree with what Kat said. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one, tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, FTR versus the Young Bucks. Just make sure you frisk Cash Wheeler before he gets in the ring. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I, 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 I. How, uh, yeah, that's, that blew my mind. Honestly, um, I'm as much as I am a FTR fan, I think the smartest thing for Tony to do is to have them drop the titles to the Young Bucks for now while this is being taken care of 
on Cash's side because it's going to be very distracting and very stressful whether he's innocent or guilty um just he just needs to focus on himself whether whatever that that may be and um i think that it would be the smart play to have them drop to the young books as much as it pains me to say that i know right <sighs> I would originally said it could go both ways, honestly, the way they've been. But I agree with Jolie said, have it so Cash can do what he needs to deal with and then eventually come back because you guys already proven that you're staying in AEW. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I think Young Bucks are going to get the title again. But hey, um, last match, and I apologize if I said your name. If I say your name wrong, I'm sorry. I do like you, but I don't know how to say your name. Um, I say it sometimes, sometimes I don't. That's why I just call you by your last name. Well, I'm just going to call you by your last name. Four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Sheeta versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker. Um, originally, Soraya was not supposed to be in this match. It was supposed to be Jamie Hayter, and Jamie was supposed to get the title back. Um, but with her being hurt, that's why Soraya's in it. Um... As much as I believe Sheeta deserves a longer title run because she was champion during the COVID era mm-hmm. and she barely she basically held it with no fans and she got it back on the 200th episode, which was epic in front of fans. She deserved it. Unfortunately, with it, I mean, they're doing their job right now. I can't stand them. I just want to strangle them and the two other people that they're in the faction with. Um, but it would be a moment for this person because it's in England, their greatest comeback, getting a title, and their family is going to be there, and her biggest supporter, her brother, is going to be there. Um, so I believe Soraya is going to walk out as your AEW Women's World Champion. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Because it's like, I want Sheeta to retain. Yeah, she's Ever since she went back up to 200, she's had like banger after banger in the main events. Um, but it's just like this whole thing is screaming a good hometown moment with Soraya winning the title. I mean, she may end up just dropping it to Hater as soon as she gets cleared and everything. But yeah, it's like, it's like hearts telling me Sheeta, heads telling me Soraya. I don't agree with it. And just like, you know, the possibility of Cole winning the title. Um, if anybody should keep the title, it should be Sheeta or I'm sorry, a, an OG AEW person. That's Britt Baker. Um, again, I don't trust the AEW doctors and fatal four ways are very dangerous. So, but Soraya is probably going to win, and I don't agree with it, because you're taking away from people that have busted their ass, literally, and then kind of got screwed out, literally, you know, with COVID and passport issues, so. That's why there's a rumor going around, and Kat, what? for your sake, you better hope it's a rumor, or I'm going to Texas. 
But rumor stating that Stat's supposed to have a match at All Out against Mercedes Martinez, retain the title only to either that night or a few weeks after a returning Thunder Rosa is supposed to challenge her and take the title from her. Why are you going to come take that out on me? Because she's your girl. Oh, she's... I'm a fan. It's like I'm a fan. I'm not that big of a fan. She's from Texas. That's why. (laughs) Because, I mean, she's already held the AEW World Championship. Stat hasn't even held a damn championship in there. She was there way before Thunder Rosa even came. So that's why I hope it's a rumor. I hope it's a... I don't know. It is... Okay. I hope it's a rumor, too. I hope it does. Because, honestly, I would... Thunder Rosa needs to come back and work her way back up. Okay? I mean, Stat... Stat was, like, on the precipice before she got injured. So it's like, I hope Stat has a long run. I, and well, I she mean, opens I, up a challenge, but she opens to an open challenge and she loses the open challenge. I mean, that is kind of a stab in her face. And I'll probably be writing a nice little email to Tony Khan and I might get blocked from all social media dealing with AEW if I do. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens, but hopefully Stat does have a long run. So I yeah, am with you. She does. She it, so. I, I am with you on that. And it's like, I do have a lot of, I, I am a fan of Thunder Rosa. I do have a lot of respect for her and everything, but it's like coming back from a back injury it's gonna take some time for her to build her way back up and everything so it's like she needs some time before she's even back in the title picture so mission pro peeps don't kill me i would also say this i would also say this um in regards to to that rumor uh if she goes for any title it should not be for the tbs title it should be for the main title the one that she had to be forced to give up due to exactly So, yeah, I don't agree with putting not not saying that it's a lesser title, but she didn't give up that title. She wasn't even in that title picture. So mm-hmm. putting her there is kind of ridiculous. But if that's the case, I've seen something else, too. The only reason that she would stat would lose the title to Thunder is only because they're going to move stat up to the AEW Women's Championship which is the one I wanted her to originally have anyway. Right. Well, we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, And speaking of Mission Pro, they did announce their next event, October 21st in San Antonio, um, their thriller event. And of course, our girl, the new Mission Pro champion, Tiffany Nieves, will be in action. And she has been, uh, I don't know if y'all follow her on Instagram, but it's like, Girls having some girls having some fun with that title. <laughs> She's got the biggest smile on her face, so it's like I'm so happy for her. Okay, so something came to mind this week that I wanted to kind of like talk about because um, uh, the reports came out that Lacey Evans' contract with WWE expired. She chose not to read it because she is pursuing um, other things. Kudos to her. Um, but it's like, it got to me thinking and everything. It's like, before she, before she left for pregnancy, uh, for her maternity leave and everything, it's like, yeah, annoying ass heel, but like we've said, she was doing her job and everything, but ever since she came back, it's like, and through no fault of her own too and everything, but it's just like, 
she hasn't like really, really connected. They keep changing her package. They kept changing her package a little bit. So it was like her return really hasn't worked, really did not work out in her favor. So it kind of got me thinking about like over the course of wrestling and period, not just WWE, but all, all we can be, it can be any promotion and everything. It's like, there's been like certain feuds, factions, um, wrestlers and certain promotions and everything uh storylines it's like there's been those things in wrestling history that have just have not worked out at all so let's discuss this our top five of what has not worked in wrestling so i'm gonna give kayla's voice a break here and everything so uh jolly go ahead so this is any wrestler anything like that all right so let's see the hmm there's so many i can choose from i will go right there death matches i think that they are the stupidest thing ever to come across in wrestling um i know people prefer that that's your cup of tea but to me it's just does not need to be in wrestling at all um the amount of blood that a certain person has spilt makes me wonder if his wife has his blood you know, on standby for when he needs a transfusion for the amount of blood that he loses. Um, She's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. But death matches, they're okay on occasion. But the amount of times that I've seen it in AEW is just, if there's going to be blood, let it happen organically. Don't force it. Um, The Corbin Roman Reigns feud with the dog food and the handcuffs was the most stupidest thing ever. Oh, that was disgusting. That was fucking disgusting. Um, let's see. As funnily enough, uh, Dave Batista's first go around when he was the deacon for Devon Dudley, Rev- Reverend Reverend Devon. Uh, I thought that was so stupid. I uh, just did not like it. Um. You know what really I don't really like, and a lot of people do, but I hate squash matches. Mm-hmm. I hate watching like, you know, just people just destroying everybody. Like, I mean, it depends on the wrestler, but like, I just, I want to see a match. I don't want to see 10 seconds. Right. You know, I'm so thankful that they called an audible in Puerto Rico. Um, And last but not least, I hate 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 undefeated records i despise them and i'm including goldberg in that i thought that was the stupidest fucking gimmick known to man uh i think now this will not include taker's streak at mania because that's different Mm -hmm. but when like you go 50 and 0 or 100 and 0 that's just fucking stupid nobody is that good no matter how hard you try. So those are that those are the five things that I absolutely despise about wrestling. Um, but I mean, like the most recent one, I will say this about Goldberg with the undefeated streak. At least he did it on his own, unlike another certain person who needed outside help half of the time for her mm-hmm. to retain the title that's now held by a proper champion, a defending champion, a better champion, Chris Statland. Mm-hmm. 
What was her under? What was it? Sixty and zero before Stack got her. Yeah, at double or nothing, it was sixty and zero. Okay. I either thought it was going to be fifty five or sixty, and I called it, and it was sixty. So. Okay. All right, Kayla, what's your list? Well, believe it or not, um, I should go and greet you with Jolie on squash matches um, because there's so many top wrestlers that we fell in love with as kids that got us into wrestling that has been in so many. Yes, I understand that you're putting over somebody, you know, younger talent, but honestly, what they've done, they deserve more than what they've gotten. And my opinion, one, I'm going to say Natalia. Um, um, I'm honestly going to agree with her on the bleeding as well. I mean, there's not one match, I think, out of his whole career in AEW. I think there's only like one time I've known him not to bleed. And the funny thing is the blood was actually on Trent. Poor Trent got covered. So, um, but no, I think there's two times he hasn't bleed, bled. But still, that's too much. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I, Renee has his blood on standby. <laughs> something. I mean, she has to. Um, this one's going to go, I'm going to say reason why. This isn't actually a faction that actually got two debuts, but I'm going to just say you'll figure out, you'll see why. Um, this faction dominated NXT. They were tag team champions, dominated it, showed they can prove, got to the main roster, and they just fell apart. Like, okay. I don't know if they knew anything, knew what to do with them, but honestly, it should have, they should have been used better than what they are. Now they're all, one is still in, um, on WWE, not knowing, I saw something, they're not knowing how to use her. Poor girl, she's awesome. Um, but that faction is sanity. Um, God. Yeah, I yeah. saw a tweet today saying Nikki Cross is not being used because the creative don't know what to do with her. So, yeah. To, to be fair, and I will put this out there, she did take a lot of time off to finish her master's or PhD. So that could, mm-hmm. right now, there I can understand why there is nothing for her at the moment. They're that, probably that could, trying to figure out where to put her back in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people... The the negative Nancys out there that love to attack, attack, attack WWE saying, oh, you don't have to do shit about this person, this person, this person. They have, you know, they will figure shit out. I mean, and I will point this out just briefly. Look at Cross. We didn't know what his, when he came back, what his plan was going to be. And look at him. He's the, the, the demise of the bloodline. He's caused people to be hurt. He's now in a fantastic feud with AJ Styles. Like, you know, his whole mystique and like people are like, oh, he sucks. No, you just don't know how to open your fucking eyes. He's still he's storytelling right now because if you think about it, mm-hmm. um, you think about it, he's what did he do? Face Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke beat him. What happened? Shinsuke didn't win the uh, world heavyweight championship. AJ lost against Seth Rollins ever since his debut in Greenville, South Carolina, returning. <laughs> He turned Scarlet turned the hourglass on, and what happened? Bloodline started crumbling. Mm-hmm. And let's see, like you said, there's just different things that you know he's doing. It's called storytelling, people. Storytelling. He could just cut a promo back there, and you could be next person behind him could be uh, jumping at his, you know, gums trying to you know try to figure out if he's the next victim or not. All right. Um, Anyway, I said sanity. I felt like once they got to the main roster, they just kind of just fizzled out, whatever. 
although Eric Young is killing at Impact, I started watching Impact, obviously, because the Rascals, which is going to emergence in, um, in Canada. If I really had the money to rack up a room, I'd be going to Canada to watch them win those tag titles. But unfortunately, <laughs> I can't make it there because it's literally in a couple weeks. And yeah, that's a lot. I'd have to try to figure out how to get into Canada without a passport and all this stuff. Um, right. Anyway, before I jump, I have the worst feud, but I'm going to go ahead and go back to Cross. I felt like his debut on Monday Night Raw, the when he came up from NXT, sucked. The outfit they had him in, the way they dominated, just sucked. I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it. And the funny um, it, thing is... It's called Leather Daddy Gladiator. Um, <laughs> it's what's... It, it's very popular amongst the queer men. Uh, they like that look. Um, so somebody, yeah, was trying to appease a certain crowd. <laughs> but the funny thing is about that there was an interview or something they were talking someone had brought it up and he has said scarlet had asked him to say can i burn this and he's like no no it's part of wwe history we're gonna keep this so i don't know if he kept it or not but scarlet wanted to burn it um last but not least i've always loved these people feuding but this time that they feuded was honestly the wrong time wrong place it was the night of Roman Reigns announcing he had leukemia was when Seth, oh. when Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins. You know, like I said, I've always loved their feuds, but that was literally like the worst night you could have done it, dude. You had just won the titles. One of your best friends had literally just said they had it, and it was just like, and I mean, understand that it was his way of going out of a, uh, not AEW, WWE, but honestly, could you have not waited to the following Monday to do it? Give him a little, you know, something. But I felt like that was the worst feud. It was just basically the wrong time, the wrong place to do it, you know. So, but that was the that was one like one of the biggest creative fuck ups ever. I mean, I understood if it was in the books. Like I said, they were both on Raw. If you wanted to have that happen, have them win the tag titles. Then go back to the following Monday, but then I guess the biggest swerve was, oh, they just won the tag title. Let's make them turn on him now, really. But hey, um, we stated several times, WWE, you need us in creative. Just not that time, please, for real. But, right. Hey, it happened. But then again, what made it work? It kind of got a little better. But you know, the whole feud, and he just sat there, made it kind of good a little bit when he was out there. Just where were you out there, man? <laughs> and then Seth was like, have you completely, completely lost your mind? And he looked, his eyeballs get real big eh, and walks off. I mean, I have to give him credit. I mean, it was just like he turned on him. And then it was just like a few weeks later, he forgot that he turned on him. But, you know, in a way, it kind of warmed up to a little bit. But like I said, the whole heel turn basically happened at the wrong time, wrong place. Yeah. Okay. So I look, I, okay. So, First of all, I'm going to agree with y'all on the squash matches. And one thing that kind of irritates the crap out of me and Steve is when you're trying to build up, like, these big guys, these big superstars and everything, and you have them come out to, like, a handicap match, a three-on-one handicap match with all these local talents and everything. It's like, how is that really building them up? Yeah, you can already tell by their physique and everything that they're a big son of a bitch. Like, Omos. 
for example, and everything. It's like, you can already tell they're like huge and everything. They're going to dominate, but it's just like, why are you going to subject the audience to these damn squash matches to help build them up? But also local competitors, like these little scrawny little people from local competitors want to build that aggravates the crap out of me. It's just exactly. like, I mean, understand it's these little indie wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. We love independent wrestlers. You know, For sure. some, yeah. of our, some of our favorites are, you know, dominating it. Jay Bougie, Tiffany, Casey, Brandon, you know, get our drift. But I'm just saying, I know that's a great spotlight for them, but it just aggravates me. Like, really? Who was it? Jasmine Allure was another good one that she just happened to be on there and she went up against one of the toughest and biggest people in the whole ring. And I'm like, poor Jasmine. I was like, it was Lacey. It was Lacey. That's what I thought. And I was like, poor Jasmine. Really? (laughs) I don't want you to win. I was rooting for her, hoping she would win, but you know, she wouldn't, but still. I know, right? Yeah, because that one was. They enjoy. Exactly. That was in Texas and that was like a great spotlight for her and everything. But just like sometimes you want these little you want these local wrestlers to come on and have like a big shining moment and everything, but instead sometimes a, it's instead of a whoop, whoop, one, two, two three. Like, three. Really? What's the whole point? <laughs> I know. And then and like Kayla said, we're not knocking the independent wrestlers at all. We love them. We support them a thousand percent on their show on the show and everything. But it's like Exactly. They deserve better if they're going to get these moments on Raw and SmackDown and whatnot. Okay. All right. So, Kayla, seriously, one of the ones on my list, I'm going to agree with you a thousand percent, Cross's original run on Raw. That was pathetic. That was pathetic. I don't know what the hell Vince was thinking. And without Scarlett, too, because it's like the whole mystique, the whole mystique with him and NXT was Scarlett, the entrance everything and so yeah so it's like that was just like a classic classic fail and when they brought him back in greenville it's like yeah he hasn't won a lot since he came back but they have changed the game with their storytelling shaking Mm -hmm. shit up and everything like that so props to that all right number three one word retribution oh gosh yes retribution it's like it was supposed to be a big changer and everything but then they kept going on losing streak after losing streak and everything then you try to bring ali my guy as they're in as their leader and then that just went sideways uh woods never got his match against reckoning uh, <laughs> he still can he, he can still, still get his match again me again she is back so <laughs> exactly he can still get the match where he gets her but it's just like yeah and of course it's like they did that during COVID time and so it's just like uh, it, it, it just I mean it was it was it was good to start it had good momentum to start and then it just like fell fucking flat and I think honestly when you say that is it honestly maybe but what it came out after COVID it might have built was able to build a little bit more when you had the fans around because you know yeah we were a little miniature screens looking at each other like hi look hey there's me um <laughs> you know but it's that was weird as crap being in the screen and you can actually look on the screen and see yourself sitting in a seat like second row from the thing um but thing is about that I honestly do agree with you Kat but I felt like if maybe the crowd the screens were behind them as the fans but if it was actually a live crowd they might have got better reaction than what they did 
So they probably would have been a better hit if it wasn't through COVID. But I would they, also like I would also like to point out that during this time there's other things going on in our country right. which also helped it fall flat. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That is that is yep. damn straight. Okay. Number four, through no fault of her own, through no fault of her own, Becky Lynch's heel turn. <laughs> because it was supposed to be like heel turn, fuck you fans and everything, but we were wanting for her for so long to just say fuck you Charlotte and everything and quit taking my spotlight. And so through no fault of her own, Becky Lynch's heel turn, that just fell unbelievably flat and just boosted her stardom even more. <laughs> All right. Number five. This is a little personal for me, but it's damn, it's true. Keith Lee's return when he came back from like having COVID and then having his heart issues and everything. It's just like, first of all, you bring him back as an open challenger for a WWE title and then he loses. Oh, you know what? I actually have a number six, but uh, I just thought I have a number six, but, um, but yeah, it's like the way he came back and then they kept changing his name. And just like his return, his return was God awful. It's like Vince didn't know what to do with him. And it was just like unbelievable. And it's like, he didn't catch on and just, ended up getting released and everything. And so it's just like, after he returned, just pissed me the fuck off. Okay. And then I actually thought of number six, two words, Cain Velasquez. It's like (laughs) Cain Velasquez. Okay. So you have Brock Lesnar back to squash matches again. You have Brock Lesnar beating Kofi Kingston in less than like five seconds to take the WWE title off him just to start the feud with Cain Velasquez. And then that fell flat on his ass and everything. So Cain Velasquez coming to WWE, waste of time. Oh, geez Louise. And I know we probably could have gone like into like ton more and everything, but those were just like the ones at the top of our list. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. I have no tweets. Does anybody have anything? Uh, let's see what's about fun. I do. All right. So Survivor Series is in a couple months. Okay. I saw this tweet. If you could make, if they make Survivor Series into a war games, what four competitors, male or female, or if you want to do four and four from each show, men and women, who would you have in the cage? Ooh. Woman war games? Men or, or survivor games? Or both. Survivor games. But it'd be in the war games, Matt, in the cage. So for me, I already have the woman picked. So for the SmackDown, it would be Charlotte, Bianca, Asuka, and Io. Okay. And then on the Raw, Rhea, <laughs> Becky, uh, Natalia, just because I think she's a journeyman, I think she would have fun in that match. And Zoe Stark. Just I because that. I love chaos. I love chaos. <laughs> so for the men, I would have Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke. Just because chaos. Of course. 
And then Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, and Solo. <laughs> and then they would just all beat, like, it would be five on three because Jay would join the men's side. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of a mixed one. Okay, so one side, all four members of Judgment Day, Finn, Damien, Dominic, and Rhea. And then on the other side, since they're... Okay, all right, since on the other side, since we have like a new her business 2.0 somewhat forming and everything. Give me Street Profits, give me Bobby Lashley, and fuck it, give me Bianca. So, I'll leave it at that one. Um, I was literally trying to sit here and think, but this one would be hard for me, considering um, I would don't know who to choose, but I'd be happy either way. On one side, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and JD Madonna. Okay. Versus, because they're heels, Montez, Angelo Dawkins, Karrion Cross, and crap. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I know he would probably definitely want to tear stuff up. So, on one side, maybe repeat it again Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Jamie J J D Madonna versus Street Profits, Carrying Cross, and Austin Theory. Going at it. I'm just saying, hey, or put L A Knight in there. But either way, I'm just saying that they that side would tear it up. That'd be a hard side because I would want to go for Cross on this side. So it's just like, uh, well, I want to go for Judgment Day on this side. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, I think that'd be. I mean, either way, even if we put Theory in there. Because I know after losing his title, I'm sure he has a lot of aggression that he wants to get out. Right. Um, um, but he would actually, considering you got the profits of the heel and cross as a heel, uh-huh. you know, that kind of worked better. I don't really have any faces to really put it together because I really can't say whose faces on got who's whose faces anymore on SmackDown. True. Interesting. I think they're all heels, really. Maybe except for yeah. Bray Mysterio and Santos Escobar. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. This is not a bad sweep, but you'll like this one. I actually kind of liked it. Okay. Charlotte Flair named Mercedes Monet as a potential WrestleMania 40 opponent to headline list. She says, we'll see what WrestleMania 40 brings, but you'll know what's crazy. Think of how much better we are now than we are then. We've both grown so much, you can't even compare it to before. I honestly would love to have the chance again with her inside the ring to make history one more time. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. But if like if Mercedes isn't signed, Charlie would end up winning probably. But that match would But it would still be Yeah, you know, one hell of exactly. a match. I mean, I mean, it don't matter. They're still going to, you know, look at it like a moment that they shared because technically, exactly. regardless, I mean, technically, regardless if she's in New Japan, Impact, or wherever she goes, she's still going to be known as one of the four horsewomen. So that's not, that's, that's never going to change. So 
Yeah, and it's like Charlotte and uh, her history is like extensive, and it's just like, yeah, it's bank statement over the stairwell. I still remember that. <laughs> Gosh, that yes, and the funny and the cool thing is about that, it was actually at the Monday Night Raw in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Mom and I had actually thought about going. Yeah, and we were actually looking at tickets in that section of the railing that she put the yeah! figure that put the bank statement in, but we didn't go, but it was, we were actually thinking about going and when I was looking at tickets, like it was the lower level and it was, it would have been right where the railing would have been. So we would actually, I would have been able to get that on video and stuff, but that was till this day. That is probably one of my most favorite bank statements ever. Oh, Wow. That's like, speaking of Charlotte, one of my all-time favorite figure eights to this day is because she did it with one hand, with one arm, is when she beat Oscar Streak at WrestleMania. She did the figure eight with one arm. I remember that. Still think she shouldn't have broken the streak, but I, I do remember that. Yeah. That's probably that's probably Oscar wanted her to break the streak. <laughs> Who knows? Because she, it's... I've heard, I've heard it was a blessing. Oscar was happy that she broke it, to be honest with really? you. Really? How did she, because I asked her how it was a streak. I'll have to find the interview again, but she had said something. They had asked her, how did you feel about losing your streak of 914 some days? And she says, she says, I was getting exhausting. She says, it felt amazing to have that streak for so long. But she says the fact that Charlotte was the one that broke it, it relieved her a lot. Okay. And honestly, I heard that Roman was relieved that his um streak of not being pinned or submitted after three some years was a relief too because you know it felt like he was too dominated mm-hmm. i'm thinking dude you're still on freaking undefeated because you're going on whatever somebody yeah. posted on twitter speaking of tweets i saw this i didn't save it oh i'm sorry it was kurt angle that said it that he wants roman to beat bruno's record no and i saw that yesterday I did the math. That means he would have to be a champion for about another four and a half years for that to happen. I will stop watching wrestling. <laughs> I will fucking stop watching wrestling if that happens. I will it's be like, all elite and all impact. Not even watch WWE. <laughs> I no. mean, I'll watch it now to keep up with it, but it was literally about, I think it was about another, it was about another four years. Maybe three and a half, four years we would be with Roman for him to break um, Bruno's tight. And then someone comments on it. He could still do it. Just break it up. He's probably already technically there with all his ranks. <laughs> just not straight, right? Unbelievable. Please. No. If if he goes past 40 with it, then we got a serious problem. Jolie, <sighs> I don't care what you got to do. I don't care if you're, all your staff members at Lincoln Financial needs to pray to the wrestling gods that Roman Reigns does not walk out at 40 with the championship. Or we all just want to riot. <laughs> For real. Oh, my God. Ay, ay, ay. Alright. This has been a hell of a show. Oh, Jolie, any final thoughts? Uh, congrats to spain uh winning their first world cup um i caught flack because i said oh it's colonizers versus colonizers to see who the biggest colonizer is in the world 
um, with Spain versus England, since those are the two main countries that colonize the entire world. Um, so I caught a lot of flack for that, but I in, quite enjoyed it. Um, but no, other than that, no, I'm good. All right. Kayla? This is so totally off wrestle, wrestling, non-related. Um, when I was listening to y'all, I was going through Twitter to see what I could find. And I follow this thing called Why You Should Have an Animal. And I'll send it to y'all so you can see it real good. Uh, sorry for the ones that can't see it, but you should go on um, the X for Twitter and find Why You Should Have an Animal and you'll find it. It's a little hamster stuck in the hamster bedding box. And it says, you see, it says too much chub. Oh, God. <laughs> what the hell? I'm still see y'all. It's cute. But uh, I was like, what the heck? But no, um, I don't think, other than, um, as you all know, I am part of the Bloodlight Entertainment Network now. Um. I've been doing the AEW previews over there, um, trying to find that spark again. Um, and I've been writing some good feature ones. I've done my first ever one over there was on Chris Statlander. I felt like she deserved it. Um, then I did one on one of the most energetic tag teams in the whole world that definitely needs to be champions on the main roster. I did one on Miss Sorry. I still call her Casey Catazzaro um, instead of Katana Chance. And I did it on Caden Carter as well. Life of the party. Party all the time. Mm-hmm. And my next one is going to take me longer considering there's four people in this article I got to write because it's a faction. But it is going to be Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz, Wesley, and Myron Reed, the Rascals. So I'm looking forward to actually write that one. And going to take me a little bit longer. Heck, I think my boss over there is a little bit more excited to write it because he absolutely likes my articles over there. Okay, I'm glad you love them. Everyone seems <laughs> to, so I guess that's a good thing. Awesome. Um, but hey, that's where that's going to go. And, um, oh yeah, I didn't tell my co-host either, but um, Carolina Boss Lady is fixing to have another podcast start up soon, so a little different on the on the note. It'll be on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I saw a little bit about that and uh definitely look forward to hearing more about it. <sighs> all right, so that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>